Yo, what's up, everyone? It's Jared with the Whatever It Means to You podcast. Uh, before we get into my guests and everything, just want to tell you about some new developments that that's going on with the podcast. Uh, you can find us now on iTunes. You can uh, there's several ways to do that. You can click on your phone. You can click on the iTunes logo and type in whatever it means to you or Wimty and find it that way. You can click on the podcast logo and uh, type in whatever it means to you or Wimty. You can always listen to us on SoundCloud. You can go to our website, whatever it means to you.com. There's several different ways to listen. So we're, we're really excited about being on iTunes and being able to uh, to introduce the website to you that way as well. Uh, we also really hope you're digging what we're doing here. Um, we know we're getting some listeners, and all the, all the feedback we've gotten so far has been pretty positive. Um, so if you'd like to write us, you can write Shane at uh, wimt.podcast at gmail.com. He'll get your email. Uh, whether you have a question or you want to be a guest or you want to tell us that we, you know, if you want, if you think we suck dicks, you can tell us that too. We really don't care. Um, that's why we call it whatever it means to you. We, we, we'd like to hear from you. Um, we're also going to be doing that in some different ways uh, sooner as well. You know, uh, everyone knows you can go Facebook Live, Instagram Live. We're going to incorporate some of that too as we grow. This is still a very new project for us and we're just, we're really stoked to just be where we are right now. Um, and, and tonight's guest, uh, is kind of special to me too. This guy's kind of been a mentor to me, uh, through, through my career, uh, in the music industry and, and really doing some work there. So I definitely wanted to have him in to be one of our first guests. Uh, his name's Dan Collins. Anyone in town knows, knows who he is. He was a popular radio personality for, I think, I think he said 15, 16 years, something like that. Um, he's played in, in bands that tour. He's played in a band that's played locally uh, at a very, very popular place in town for several years. Uh, everyone who knows Dan loves him. Super hardworking human being. Uh, uh, a model in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And I was really glad to have him out here, man. I think we had a good time. Uh, even though he's an Ohio State fan, we still get along pretty well. Um, so it was, it was a good episode. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as, uh, as much as I enjoyed hosting him here in the podcast. Uh, so here we go. Uh, please help me in introducing Mr. Dan Collins. Dan Collins, what's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. I figured, uh, I figured if I wasn't self-conscious enough about my voice on this podcast <laughs> yet, I'd, I'd bring a pro on who, oh. who's had some professional training for twenty years. I'm about training. Sound like fucking slop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about training, but uh, live action, we'll call it. There we go. You hear that? God, that sounds I nice. That's buttery. Yeah, I know. Buttery. I know. I gave him. I gave him advice to us like, before we start. You get that mic really close to your voice too. Jared's not bad. It's more like I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were already saving that one. No man, I, that, that was live. Just came up with that on the fly. 
Man, so, uh, so, dude, I don't even know where to start, man. Uh, you and I, uh, there's, there's a lot of similarities in what we do professionally. Um, and, uh, and man, we've worked, we've worked together quite a bit uh, over the years, man. So, uh, I don't know, man. Like, when I, when I started this, you were definitely one of the first people I wanted to, to get to come on here. Well, thanks. Appreciate um, that. And, uh, and also just from, from your past on radio, man, I figured since you aren't doing that anymore, man, it might be cool to come back here and yeah. you know, get to do it as a, as a fun thing rather than as a, as a pro thing. Every day. <laughs> as a job. Yeah, yeah I haven't uh, cut anything. I've been on the air in almost two years now. It seems like crazy after <laughs> 15 years of doing it here in, in our uh, Okaloosa County. So there you go. <clears throat> uh, well, let's start with some background, man. What, like, yeah, man. What, what got you into radio? Well, as a kid, I loved music, of course, and that's still what I love and know, but... Uh, I uh, would make mixtapes of bands that nobody else would really dig. When you know, like when Jane's Addiction and these cool bands were coming out, mm. bands I was finding from a skateboard magazine and buying their cassettes. You know, if you kids remember cassettes, that's what I was ordering <laughs> and playing. You know, and and uh, making these mixtapes and talking in between them, so I could sell these bands to my friends that were listening to like CNC Music Factory. <laughs> no. No offense. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you gotta hear this, uh, you know, Fugazi album, <laughs> you know, and they yeah. just didn't get it. Uh, so I was like, kind of selling this music in a, in a way, and that's what got me into radio. But then I started playing music, and the radio went on the back burner till uh, many years later when I had to go on the radio hmm. to promote my band. So then they were like, "Have you ever thought about doing radio?" I'm like, "Yeah, I actually have," and it just kind of spun out of control and then started programming radio stations and starting radio stations and uh, a bunch of things here in the community I did for many, many years. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, just, I, I mean, just the aspect of that, I think they even, I've even heard, recently heard the term terrestrial radio. Yeah, terrestrial. Have you heard that? Yeah, I, and you might have heard that from me because that was a pretty popular term. Uh, terrestrials, you know, just really your local, your classic, mm. your FM, which seems so old school to many people, but it's still really used by a lot of people. I mean, yeah. you buy a new car, you get XM, it kind of comes with it. But the thing is, is once that free membership runs out, a lot of people don't keep it. It's cool, and you love it that first couple months. And then they're hitting local radio stations again to find out, you know, what the weather is. Or when something really happens, people do still dial to local radio stations and TV stations to find out what's going on in the community. So they're still there. They're still hanging on. There's a lot of competition because, you know, everybody has a – a device in their hand that can stream any song you want pretty much in seconds, um, mm. which is challenging when you're trying to cause people to listen to you for your playlist, you know. So there's a lot of obstacles, but it's still hanging on, man. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever have a cool uh, radio name? No. Uh, I've You know, Dan Collins is my name and always, always has been. Uh, <laughs> but when I started in radio, it's funny because I actually was going to work for the other cluster of radio stations in town and then I ended up going on the road with a band for a while. And so I didn't do it when I came back. I had an opportunity at the other radio stations, which I worked with for a long time. But when I was over there, there was a lady named Karen Burns, and I'm name dropping, but she was yeah. a morning host on there for years. And uh, and Karen was on 99 Rock. And when she was, she she's like, we got to get you a cool name. And we we're coming up and we came up with Long Duck Dan, like the old <laughs> Long Duck Don. From <laughs> and man, I was going to roll with that until the program director's like, I'm terrible. Like, I don't know if you can roll with Long Duck Dan. Dan, and I'm like, I mean, I think it's going to go over. I really do. I think it's, it's going to be a big hit. I wanted a billboard and everything. It just, I went with Dan Collins. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that crazy, though, how that used to be? Um, 
Like I, I remember growing up, you knew the the names of your DJs who were, and they were like fucking celebrities. Yeah, man. and you couldn't be Dan Collins because, yeah. or you couldn't be just Dan. You know, yeah. they had to have something clever to remember, like a hook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was in, uh, I was down south <clears throat> like a month ago, and this guy who worked at the local radio station brought on brought on the band that was play that I was touring with. Uh, he brought him on, and and his name was Tom McKay. And I was like, oh, there's a McKay on, on the radio station. Were any relation? And he looked at me like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's like, no. He's like, that's, that's a radio scene guy. Yeah. And I was like, well, explain. He's like, I was like, Not explain related. to me. He's like, well, a lot of times what they would do is they would put Mick in front of the, the first letter of their last name. So he's like, so yeah, so if my name was, you know, Joe... Kleinfelter or whatever the fuck started with a K. They, I'm Joe McKay, and that was a thing, and I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and that's a pretty popular radio thing. Yeah, I think that was more popular like in the '70s, '80s. You know, yeah. and eventually people just kind of come came up with things that just rolled off the tongue easy yeah. or were easy to remember. You know, yeah. so. But I was just like I was. I was at the time, more worried about my band when I got mm. on the radio, so I was self-promoting more than anything. Yeah. I didn't realize I was going to make sort of a career out of it at the time. So it stuck and it worked. And, you know, being here for a long time, it, it worked. Well, that probably helped also with the places that your band was playing and the businesses that you were working with. Kind of, You kind of were hitting it from every angle there, right? Was there and a conflict was there? Sort of my, you know, secret plan, I guess, was like, I started, I said, I'll work here. At the time, I'd released some original material, and I said, I'll, I'll do it, but you got to play my song on the air. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they started spinning it, which helped me sell some albums, but I personally wasn't going in going, hey, check out my song, it's great, you know, because yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> but, and, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was fun to, like, hear that on the radio, get some exposure that way, and that's really all I wanted out of it at the time, and then, of course, it, it took a little turn into being something a little more serious, but there were some conflicts because and there's conflicts with everybody every day if I go into a a, a sandwich shop I'm like hey you, you work on the radio you're Dan right yeah well can you talk about this new sub no I can't talk about your new meatball <laughs> spicy sub unless you buy advertising then I could talk about it all day <laughs> but <laughs> the funniest shit when I realized that uh, it was uh, we did a performance when you were still at the radio and we went next door to eat at uh, I won't name the restaurant, but it was right across the street from this place. And we're ordering, and when when he orders his food, the girls behind him are like, he's from the radio. (laughs) They knew it fucking immediately. And they were like, you're so-and-so from this radio station. Sure, shit. He's like, yeah, it's me. And like they could, they heard his voice and just knew it. That was yeah, the yeah. funniest shit ever to me. It was funny, and they they still didn't give me my food for free. <laughs> I think my chicken was raw, <laughs> so maybe they hated me. <laughs> You're that guy. Yeah, yeah fuck us out of advertising. <laughs> um, so uh, so the band thing, man. I, I I know a little bit about this, but I, I think it kind of fits with what we're trying to do on this podcast too. Yeah. Um, uh, just really admiring people's work ethic too and I know the way you told me kind of how you started playing bass and and got into actually being a very good bass player. Oh thank um, you. do you wanna do you wanna talk about that a little you bit? You know, I grew up playing drums at an early age through school, singing in choir and then uh, you know, I'm from Ohio. O H. 
I had to work that in. <laughs> I told him there was none of that allowed. <laughs> so anyway. That's, what, that's why he's on, by the way, just to interject really quick, that's why he's on before fucking September 2nd. I told him, I, I said, if you want to come on, it's got to be in the month of August or after the new year. Jared's a Michigan I'd fan, rather, by the way. I'd rather not speak to you during that time. Hey. Like, no, not because I don't like you, and hey. not because I, I can't handle it. We've been friends for years, and yeah. we haven't had any beef over this. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind about but it. But just because <laughs> I know, I know during football season, that's where the conversation would go, <laughs> and that's a conversation that as a Michigan fan right now that I'd rather not have Understood. until until we have a couple more years under Harbaugh and hopefully yeah. take one from you. But anyway, I'm <laughs> we'll sorry. Get back Before on you drop your OH, let's go. <laughs> let's start right back there. Before that, I'm gonna offend this guy on his fucking podcast. I had to get it. I had to get. I had to get it in. I had no choice. It's okay. It's alright. I would have done, done, done it to you in all fairness. So. <laughs> but but anyway, so my family moved here to Florida. I played drums for a long time. Uh, couldn't bring a drum set with me. I didn't know anyone here. I was a big fan of like bands like. The Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I started listening to them when I was in the mid-80s, 86, 87. I was a big, big, big Chili Pepper fan. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to go play bass. Let me find a bass. So I was working retail with this this girl, and she's like, my boyfriend plays bass. I'm like, oh, he does. His name was Rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Rock let me borrow a bass. So I took a bass home, and the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is yeah. a classic multi-platinum album, came out, and I took that bass and I sat there and learned that album like over a period of time like without any training that was like what I wanted to do so I took it and learned the bass on that and uh, I'd go jam with people after that I'm like I just I only know 17 songs from <laughs> if you got any of the 17 songs from Blood Sugar Sex Magic I'll nail it uh, but from there I uh, took a couple lessons to kind of figure out all the like weird chops and things that I'd stolen I'd have to imagine if album. you can play that whole album though that you probably had a pretty good fucking head start. Well, it wasn't on. like I plugged in and played it. Like, yeah. I would sit up. I'm talking sometimes 16, 17 hours mm. in a day. Mm. Like, I would say I had nothing to do. I didn't know anybody. I had yeah. no friends here. You know, my friends were in Ohio, so I didn't know anybody. I'd borrowed a space and had a couple friends at work, but I was six, 15 years old, whatever yeah. it was. So I was just sitting in my bedroom, headphones on, learning, learning, and, uh, yeah, eventually just figuring out lick by lick and, mm-hmm. and went for it. But, uh, yeah, so we'd go to jam, and I was, you know, jamming with, People that want to play Freebird and stuff, and I'm like, mm, I might be able to figure something out. And I'm just <laughs> doing crazy slapping and <laughs> popping, and they're looking at me like, "What the hell is going on?" Uh, I'm like, "How do you do that?" I'm like, "I don't really know. I don't really know." <laughs> I did that. I did that anyway. <laughs> doing it now, actually. That's not yeah. I didn't wear pants over it because I respect you guys. <laughs> But um, anyway, so that's kind of how that happened. I jumped on the bass, and then uh, from there, at about, at about within about a year, I was like, man, I want to play. So I met some guys playing classic rock songs in town and started playing in little mm-hmm. bars and making 50 bucks, and it was fun, you know? Yeah. It was fun. I'm playing bass and making money, and and, uh, and that just kind of built into me playing with some other bands locally until I started the band I'm in now. Yeah. That's where it is, which has been a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> and playing in town for over... 20 years um how is it different how is it different playing in a band um i I don't know how to how to say it to to where you do have your house gig and and that is what you do uh where you you still have a good time doing it um but it's also very much a, a source of income right and it's what it's just what you do 
uh, versus you said you toured before. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, the difference in between that. I mean, one's very obviously the money. Right. You know, because you're going to make money being at home doing it. Well, I made decent money, you know, for playing music on the road, but it was yeah. uh, it's just such a different lifestyle, you know, and I'm a little bit more of a homebody when yeah. you can make similar money and not leave town. I mean, this town is a little different than, you know, probably most of the towns in the country as far as live music where you can play music even in the off season in a tourist town here and still do okay Mm -hmm. it's not as much as you know in these months of the summer where you can play seven nights a week really um you can't do that and even big cities like they can't survive with that because you just have so much business here that wants to hear uh familiar music on the beach so um anyway getting off topic a little bit but that's uh that's really what uh what drove me to do it and get into the house band stuff was was being on the road and realizing that wasn't really a scene for me mm. long term. And when there were opportunities to be in a house band, uh, that's when I kind of jumped on that. Now, as far as your questions of how you keep that fresh and not being monotonous, that's really difficult because yeah. you see a lot of the same people. But fortunately here... The crowd turns over every five or six days. Yeah. So while my set list might not always be all different, the people are. Yeah. So the bartenders get a little burned on it sometimes, but they know it's like, man, they they come in and uh, we'll, we'll call her uh, Jennifer from Nashville, Tennessee, that comes in the third week of August every year and makes her stop to see the band. She still wants to hear Santeria by Sublime. She yeah. doesn't care that I learned some news. Uh, revival a song, mm. even though we did. Yeah. Uh, she still wants to hear Santa Maria and Blister in the Sun because that's what she's heard the last 10 years. She's come to the beach and that makes her, you know, that's what they want. So I can't get too crazy. I got to kind of keep it in the same little box that we've built. Fortunately, it's a box I, I like. You know, yeah. most of the stuff in there's a few a few pieces in there that are not really my favorite, but most of it's pretty decent. Yeah. So. so anyway, that's, that's really how you do that. Uh, the house band things are not real common, you know, they don't really exist, And I, but I've built that band to kind of be a, a house mm-hmm. band and not be a traveling band, so. Yeah, and I mean, and and that's the thing that we're, we're pretty lucky to have here in, in the Panhandle, especially, you know, Destin Centralized, um, because I remember when I first started putting bands on tour, uh, I remember getting some quotes from Nashville saying, yeah, you guys can come play here, but you play for tips, mm-hmm. you play four hours straight, no breaks at all, um, and and really, yeah, that's that. That's it. And they said, we've seen bands do it for six, seven hours, and I didn't believe it. So uh, I think the first time we were on the road in Nashville was two years ago, and I went to some of these places uh, that were hired that, you know, that, that, I, that I contacted through email, and sure as shit, <clears throat> there'd be five, five musicians on stage, wonderful, talented musicians. Oh, yeah. Half of them have never played with each other before. Like, they're playing songs flawlessly, and they've never played with each other ever. And they just, when they want to drink, like, they'll just, after one song, they'll tag out, kind of, and someone else will sing, or someone else will, they'll cover the bass line on keys for that song. Uh, You know, I think the only way that really doesn't work is the drummer. (laughs) <laughs> but I, but I, I think I saw the drummer get up, and I think the keyboard player sat down and played a couple, you know. Or they strip it down to like a unplugged acoustic song yeah. or something. And we were, we were in the same bar for three hours, and they didn't fucking stop. Ugh. But the thing is, they had a full tip jar, too. Because when you're in that situation in Nashville, you know that's the only way you're making any kind of money. You right. have to work that. You well, have to work and, your tip jar, too. And, and hopefully the uh, the audience gets that and is contributing, yeah. you know, yeah. if they're enjoying it. Uh, 
you know, but you're right. We, we do have a pretty special thing here that we can survive. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of musicians in this town. There's a lot of places that support musicians and, you know, fund our, our lives, you know, yeah. and give us an op opportunity to play. So it's, it's real cool, man, for that. Yeah. I mean, 70 per 70% of that is the reason that I have a company, you yeah, know, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> a huge chunk of that is why you're able to do what you do during the, you do during the day as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, both uh, both Dan Collins and I both uh, handle a lot of booking in the area, um, so uh, so that's how that's how we kind of have that in common. We just have uh, he's got his <clears throat> he's got his venues that he's very much you know yeah. dealing with. And, you, and I, mine's pretty you know I deal mainly with with one place uh, where you deal with places all over yeah. the, all over, but you know mine's. Uh, Mainly because I'm on the stage there, it just mm -hmm. makes it a lot easier for me to know who will fit in there. Yeah, usually I have on. a good idea, so it's a, just a little different angle of how I can can see it. Uh, but I started out like you, just booking acoustic guys, you know, around town and getting yeah. gigs here and there, and uh, <laughs> now it's out of control. <laughs> you know, there's so, so many acoustic gigs in this town; it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of acoustic guys, I have a really quick story mm -hmm. I'd like to share with you. About a, a sim uh, about a, an acoustic guy that that we had a mutual interest in at one time. Is he gonna go nameless? Uh, yes, he will go nameless. Um, however, uh, this this individual you called me one night when he was playing at Island Wings, uh, show that you a uh, gig that you booked him at. <laughs> you went with you, me there. You came up. Well, with you me. called me and told me uh, to get my ass up there. Wow. I said I didn't book that fucking gig, but I'll come up there and try to help you, just because he knew that I'd booked. This we weren't guy going a couple to eat times. wings. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Collins hits me up and he said, uh, "Hey man, this guy's really fucked up. <laughs> like you gotta come. Like you gotta come see this kind of thing." And I was like, "Oh, I know. That's why. That's why I'm. That's why I'm steering clear." So anyway. Uh, get to, I get to Island Wings and I'm like, oh yeah, he's fucked up. <laughs> he's good and fucked up. And then he like he starts talking about how he's <laughs> he starts talking about how he just recently was diagnosed as uh, uh, borderline diabetic. diabetic. Right. Do you remember what he ordered at the bar? A fucking piece of key lime pie. <laughs> two. And, and, two. And was slamming monster energy drinks. <laughs> he ordered two slices <laughs> of key lime pie on break. <laughs> I'm on the edge, man. But that's, <laughs> but that's, I'm going to take, take it over the top. The, the thing is, the reason that this guy told us. But he doesn't he, see us watching him yeah, across the bar. We're yeah. sitting there like stealth mode going, this is really, it's kind of like a reality show. We're just yeah. kind of taking it all and see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, like years go by, this guy owes me. A, a good chunk of change, like like almost could pay my rent for a month type of change. Wow. Um, and and really just know, knowing this guy's character, I let it go. I was like, whatever. We'll just if I don't have to deal with him again. Well, I saw him out about a week and a half ago, and he he came up. Like I saw him, we made eye contact, and I was like, oh shit, tractor beams. Yeah, and he approached me. And oh, I was there. yeah, you were. I think you. Were, I think it was either right before no, you I got know. there, or yeah. Uh, he approached me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And Jared, how you doing, man? I was like, "I'm, I'm all right." Fuck. 
Can you beep that out? Yeah, we'll do some, we'll do some post editing there. Fuck. Uh, you know what? Why is can your we, face so uh, red? Can we acknowledge? Why sweating? Can we, uh, can we also acknowledge that if I were to name this douchebag something, I probably would have used that name anyway. No offense to anyone who has that name, but that's probably the made-up name I would have come out with as well. Uh, but okay, so anyway, uh, he's like, "Hey, man, I, I, I know." Uh, I know I really fucked you over back in the day, man, but the proof is in the pudding, and I'm going to get you paid back. And whatever. I was like, dude, it's been a couple years, man. Wait a minute. I'm not... Did he really say the proof is in the pudding? Like five times. That was his saying of the <laughs> night. Yes. Pudding pops. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> Eating the pudding. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, that, like he said it to me like five times. But then he also said, and he's like, hey, man, I appreciate you letting me play this gig tomorrow with Big D. And I said, well, wait a second. Big D never told me you were playing that gig with him. Because, um, you know, as you know, I don't want you playing at any of my venues ever again. I said, however, it's one in the morning. The gig tomorrow is at seven. I'd rather not have to rebook it right now. So just do me a favor. Just play the gig. Just get it done. Please don't show up fucked up. And, and we'll just call it a day. And he's like, well, man, I already told D that. I already, told, I already told D that whatever money I make off that show is going to you. <laughs> I said, you told D that? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, so you, are you asking me to text D right now and like confirm that? He's like, yeah, text D. The proof's in the pudding, man. Text D and let him, <laughs> let him know. So like, what te- flavor pudding I, is it? <laughs> Butterscotch. Fucking chocolate because it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. So, so, uh, so, so anyway, uh, I, texted, I texted D and I said, hey, man. He said, uh, he said to go ahead and. Whatever money you're planning on paying him tomorrow, take it out of take, pay it to me directly. This is a request from him. Whatever. Well, <laughs> I get a call the next morning, and he's like, "Man, you ran you ran my guitar player off." And I was like, "I didn't run shit off, man. I didn't even ask him for any money. I just asked him to play the gig and leave me alone about it, and did not show up to the gig fucked up. That's all I asked. I didn't ask him for any money from it or anything like that. I didn't want to talk to him. Oh, and the kicker was, he told me he had been sober for seven months and he had a fucking Budweiser in his hand. I swear to God. But Budweiser doesn't really count. Oh, you, you can't tell me when you're at a bar, you can't tell me you've been sober for seven months with a fucking beer in your hand. Uh, like, man. I don't know how stupid you think people are. So anyway. It's kind of like the diabetic with yeah. <laughs> key lime pie. So you're exactly right. Same deal. It's like you're just so used to telling so many lies <laughs> that you just don't even realize how ridiculous your lies are. Two pieces of pie. I don't know if I yeah. said that. Proof is in the pudding. Proof <laughs> is in the pudding. They had pudding when ordered that shit, too. Key lime pudding. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're just really All right, well, you just, I think we just need to. Pull our funds and just ship him a bunch of pudding just to his house. Let's do that. It's like gallons. Let's do that. Of I mean, pre-made pudding. I think pudding's, pudding's pretty cheap. I think we can make a gallon of pudding for like ten bucks, man. So I think buy, shipping would buy, be like, more expensive. Like, a, like a, you know, a, a, what like a gallon jar. <laughs> or just the Jello packs. Or just send Bill like Cosby to his house. Look it up. So, so D calls me and he said, man, you, you, you scared my guitar. So I explained to him what happened. And I was like, so what happened? He said, he called me this morning and said that he cut his hand wide open and can't play guitar tonight. And I said, well, isn't that some shit? Right after he said that he was going to give me the money to, for playing that game. Cut it on a Budweiser I was like, can. par for the course. I was like, I thought he did. Wasn't he going to sing for you? And D said, he said, yeah. I told him, good thing I don't need you to play guitar because I got that covered. All you have to do is sing. 
didn't have a lie to come up with for that, so he just declined the gig from there. So for the first time ever, I I wrote a pretty lengthy message to him just explaining, you know, how I felt about that and still just didn't get any of it. Like, none of it. Just completely deflected all... How long ago was this? Like a week and a half ago. Oh, wow. And then and then he said, as, as for the beer in the hand and explaining to you that I've been seven months sober, that's something I'd rather not talk about right now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask you if you were just sober. Just how uh, pre-diabetic situation was. I didn't ask you <laughs> if I was diabetes, but I mean... <laughs> Either it was the alcohol or the diabetes that were fucking him up that night, because he was really fucked up when he was talking to me, you know. But, but yeah, I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but oh, man, I think it's probably just because we both we both worked with him. Let it out, man. We can get a, can get a two, <laughs> seven pound two pack. <laughs> seven forty bucks. So two seven pound packs. Two seven pounds. So fourteen man. pounds of of chocolate, of chocolate pudding for forty dollars. Yeah, man. That's a deal. Dude, that's like, that's like $2 a pound. That's like two twenty-five a pound. Man. Math is happening. I All kinds should, of stuff. I think, I think we should do it. We should, man. We got to find a way to package it. Uh, we can drop ship it to him. I was just I thinking we need our faces on the cartons or something. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I think he would just kind of get Just it. right. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> pudding. Amazon will gift wrap that shit. Oh, yeah. They'll gift wrap drop drop ship and I think though you can write a card too oh, through yeah. Amazon. I don't think they'll Can I don't we think submit a photo? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll let <laughs> us uh, put our own labels on the pudding though. It's just what? each of our asses, you know? Just <laughs> what? We have, uh, we can have banana, rice, Tapioca. Oh, I do like tapioca. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine eating 14 pounds of tapioca? Not at once. <laughs> Pre-diabetic boy might, though. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, so, man, what else is up with you, man? Anything going on with you you want to talk about? Man, I'm just, <laughs> staying busy, you yeah. know, this time of year. And, uh, you know, doing all the events and doing all the booking like you. It's just... Uh, just just cranking them out, man, getting ready for uh, the off-season, which is a lot of events still for yeah. us. A lot of people think you slow down here, and once upon a time it slowed down a lot more than it does now, or it actually is, stays pretty good, really, through the holiday yeah. season. And there's a little bit more of a lull in the snowbird season, but for the most part we kind of carry the winter a lot better around mm -hmm. here than, than it used to. Well, so. now, especially now within the last eight years, that fall break has become an official thing. Fall break and you know, sometimes, sometimes and even break. late September, or October, you know, they drop yeah. in. That helps, yeah. Uh, the fishing rodeo is a great local thing, yeah. you know. brings a lot of people down to, the, to this area, so that's good, too. And that happens, uh, that's during the same time as the Seafood Festival, Yeah, right? that kind of kicks it off. It's the whole month of October, um, you know, so that'll be uh, a great great thing and then you know through halloween then you know the holidays are a little different here mm. but but uh so that's the stuff i'm working on seafood festival things like that which yeah. is going to be big got some bands coming in we have continuing playing yes. there with ed aj's with us that, that'll be fun so um yeah you're probably playing as well yeah i am saturday night seafood right. fest that's uh, i think october 7th if i'm not mistaken yeah like six seven and eight six I and eight yeah so we'll be on yeah. the seventh you're on the sixth uh, be, be very cool. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple bands coming from out of town. Uh, country band, uh, South Side of the Tracks, which is uh, kind of like young country. A lot of 
you know, might might light guitars on fire, kind of backwoods. It's, it's, okay. But pretty fun. A lot of energy. They're good guys. So we'll see how that goes over for Seafood Fest crowd. Country's a tricky thing, man. It is, yeah. I'm not necessarily, if you know me, not a, not a big country music fan. Mm. I don't diss it by any means because there's a lot of people that love it, but uh, it's not really my, my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've had a little, we've had a little bit of this conversation before, but for me, it's got to be, it's got to be old, you know, it's got to be Willie Whalen and Johnny Cash. Yeah, and even that's like, you know, four or five songs, and then I gotta, yeah. I gotta rock again, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So. Gotta put the sock on the cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, something's got to get funky in here, or whatever. I can't, I can't. It, it drives me bonkers. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to all that stuff coming up and and all that, man. What about yeah. you, Jared? What you got going on? Man, uh, a lot, really. Um, I don't know. I don't know about what I what, what I want to talk about on here. I don't want to get ahead of a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, but one particular band that I'm working with, there's a lot of changes happening there, um, and uh, there's there's a lot of really good new material. Um, uh, the the news you've actually heard some of the new songs they've done yeah with uh with a with a super talented producer who yeah. he dude he just had the he just had like the number one Christian album out like on the charts no that guy's a brainiac yeah uh, badass no yeah doubt. um I'll I'll say his name Jeremy G uh, we're gonna have him on soon hopefully he's just so busy he's actually he's he's in L A almost every week now at Capitol like he's kind of it's kind of weird because like like Christian music wasn't really his thing, but since they've had so much success with some of these albums that he's done, they're flying him out. He's like doing a a good chunk of these Christian albums that Capitol no, is ma- putting major out. stuff. You know, yeah. I actually never met him. I've heard about him, but I met him mm-hmm. at your wedding. Yeah, uh, we were sitting there and uh, just just uh, a pleasure. Very knowledgeable. Just not just in what he does at producing, but yeah. just in. Wacky music in general. He's got some wide, wide tastes, and turned me on to some great bands while yeah. I was just sitting there BSing with him at your wedding. So, yeah. just really, uh, he's a good guy and knows what he's doing. So, and he was telling me that same story where it's like, he's like, I'm doing these Christian albums all the time, but they're just blowing up and like number one hits all the things. Like, doesn't even realize it, you know, because yeah. he doesn't know circles back around Until later. He goes to his he's already mailbox. He's already you know? twenty albums deep. Yeah. Moved on from that, and then, yeah, and they figure it out later. <clears throat> oh, that one. I won an award or a Grammy or something. Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy. It's a dove award in the Christian. Dove, dove award. <laughs> I think someone would. They can still win some Grammys. I think they have a Grammy yeah. category. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we just we pumped out three songs with him. Um, we we just did a, a lot of photos. Uh, the the whole photo shoot uh, w- with another guy who has shot, you know, Weezer, Tool. He's good friends with Maynard. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a great guy too. Yeah, so. Um, I'm, tr- I'm really trying not to drop names here, but anyway, but like I've set, th- I've set this band up to where they're they're doing stuff at at the next level now. Um, there's some changes coming as well with them, so we're gonna we're gonna happen. Uh, just just go through those and and try to figure out. They're they're talking about relocating. There's uh, um, there's some other stuff. I, I don't want to talk too much about, it, but there's some okay. other stuff going on. So, but uh, but that's exciting. And then just man, there's a couple of of new bands that I'm gonna be spending some time with as well. Awesome. Um, the the one one particular band that I will mention right now, uh, the Graytones. Uh, we we've been talking about doing some more work with them, and I told them I was like, "Well, you need to get in the studio. You need to get me something. I need a video. 
I need something studio done, and then I can start booking you at, you know, out of town. I can put you on tour right. and stuff like that. And they just sent me some of their studio cuts two days ago, and it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a really cool blend of, like, this New Orleans funk. Yeah, I haven't seen them live. I've Jam, dude. Watch some things on like YouTube or uh, on Facebook. I've seen come up, and, and and I know some of the players in that band, uh, so they'll they'll be fine. <laughs> they're, well, their their front man in particular, uh, Tanner, is an incredible guitar, like really really good guitar player. His voice is like, it's just it's smooth, it's soothing, man, and it's just, it's a really really different take on, on that same you know almost beachy yeah. jam shit that we get a lot around here of. Uh, so I'm putting I'm putting up gonna be putting some work into those guys too. Awesome. Um, I'm really behind what they're doing and and the content that they're sending me that they've been working on is pretty cool too. Man. See, and that's the big so. difference between what you're doing, and what I do, because I have to look for these mass appeal party bands yeah. that will wear socks on their whatever yeah. need be. Uh, so it's just such a different thing, even though we're doing kind of the same thing. It's just mm. it's good to see the different sides of it all, you know. And I'm doing a lot more like corporate things type events, you know, mm. parties for captains or you know whatever it might be it's just a little different vibe but yeah. uh but it's cool to see your side of it because you got to look at it in a different way than i do because yeah. some of that stuff won't work it on a, a when you have five bachelorette parties coming in like, yeah. they need to hear i love rock and roll or they're miserable <laughs> <laughs> you know so you know i gotta think about that <laughs> it's it's a constant struggle because well you, <clears throat> well and we've been talking about doing something together for Fuck, like two years, yeah. man. Longer than that, probably, probably two and a half, three years. Uh, we got to figure that out, man. Yeah, we'll definitely do some stuff. Yeah, you know, you have between all our contacts and stuff. I know there's plenty of things we can do coming up in the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward like, to that. I feel like too. just like one. I feel like we just need to do one big show. Yeah, you know, just uh, just one, and just uh, not even just huge, <clears throat> not even huge, but just like you know, let's say our goal is to sell a thousand tickets. You know, like that's uh, that's not done in Destin, really. Um, right? No, like, I mean, I mean you know, LA. LA's doing a good job at what they do. They're a little more focused on uh, the rock stuff, uh, especially like the what, what they label active rock, mm. or well, I guess some people call it new rock. Um, but some of the '90s stuff, but really, it's that 2000s rock. You know, Pop Evil and some of those kind of bands, and they do a pretty good job. They draw good crowds over there, but they're probably uh, you know 500, 600 people selling yeah. out at 800. The reggae type stuff they put in there, like. I hate to call it reggae, but dirty heads and things like that do real well. Mm. Um, but thousand tickets, not they're not hitting that. You got to yeah. find the right spot to drop a thousand people in there. But it's de definitely doable. Mm. There's enough people here for that to make that happen. Yeah. Just got to figure out who you guys want to see. <laughs> well, that's tough, man. I mean, every it's we're in such a weird. Oh, it's tough down we're here. We're in such a weird market. No, <laughs> yeah, it is, and and I saw that with in doing the radio all the time when I was doing a lot of the shows at Club LA. You know, you and I were friends for a while, but we still ran into each other at the Foxy Shazam show. Yeah, that was so much which fun. Which was like oh my five God, years was, ago now, which is crazy to me. That was such a fun show. Oh, it was though. one of the best yeah. shows I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Were you there oh, too? Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. That was, that was uh, so much fun. The whole pack of cigarettes. Who has a cigarette? <laughs> and then, like, a fan hands up his pack, and he throws eight of them in his mouth. Oh, man. I don't him. even smoke. And he's all eight of them on fire. And then Puffs, he, turns them around. Well, then he turned the lights off. Remember, he had to yeah. shut all the lights off, and it was dark, and then you could see him blowing little sparks. 
yeah, what a weirdo. Like, eat it or some shit? I, I think he did. He, he shoved him in his mouth. It is some yeah. real crazy stuff, uh, that show. Just a lot of action. But but it, no, no matter how crazy those guys were on stage, a lot of times when you see a band that active, their their music side falls apart because they're out of breath yeah, and they're sweating yeah. and they're more about the show. But those guys still sounded perfect. And he oh, was... At one point, he dr- jumped off the drum riser onto the guitar player's shoulder. It was like riding him, you know, all yeah. awkwardly. And that guitar player's trying to solo. And he was like, what are you doing, bro? Do you remember the keyboard player threw his 88 key? Oh, all key, over the place. He, he the stuck crowd, it in yeah. the crowd. And then he had to surf out and catch it. But anyway, that was, uh, I was bringing that show up because it was about five years ago, but there were only like 150 people there yeah. to see that show, which yeah. was in all my shows I've seen, I've been at, like you, I've been to so many shows and festivals. That's still like one of my top shows I've ever seen. Mm. You know, <laughs> it was just that I, good. Man, I think I'd put that show in like my top ten. Oh, it's definitely had, my I, top ten. I was pretty. I was only somewhat familiar with the band. So, I, but when I left there, I was very familiar with them. And, <laughs> uh, it was something else, man. Yeah, but anyway, so that that was uh, saying how how weird it is here because some of those bands like that people just don't they don't discover them down here. As, as much as they do in, in like in a big city like in Atlanta where they're constantly playing through there and they're exposed to different yeah. types of music like that. So that's the struggle, you know, to make sure that enough people will show up to support if you bring a moon taxi in a town mm. or, or uh, even revivalists. I remember, you know, we all went, to, there was some revivalist fans and uh, a bunch of people from, the, from where I was working went to go see them at, the, at a barbecue place in Destin. And there were about 30 people there. Yeah. This, this was not a long time ago. This was a few years ago. <clears throat> Do you know how good that place... They, I saw Moon Taxi there with 15 people. Isn't that crazy? You're, you're talking about the, the old... Uh, it was Moe's. Shed. The Shed. The Shed, I'm the sorry. Shed. I'm shed. sorry. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the Shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying not to name it. It's Coyote Ugly now. Yeah. You're right, though. You're. I didn't know the Revivalists played there. Oh, man. Because we had them at Funkies, too. Yeah. Yeah, the night, and it's actually because that's when I met them. I saw them there, and I didn't know much about them. I, some other people were trying to turn me on to them, but they played at Funkies, mm-hmm. and they came out and hung out with us afterwards. That's right. Shaw and came I, on stage and with you I guys, got right? All, I got, we did like a Rage Against the Machine set with David Shaw singing lead, and it was like, there's video of it. I know, I, I haven't seen it, but I would love to see it, cause especially now that he's got one of the number one song in the country. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun to have that <laughs> video. <laughs> but yeah, we did four or five rage songs. It's out there somewhere. Songs. Oh yeah, there was a bunch of people that were uh, taking photos and filming because that show at Funky's because that did well. Like, like they were mm. starting to get a little more of a name yeah. uh, and even bands like, you know, Flow Tribe and stuff would come in there and pack it out and and, and, and uh, kind of just hang out in town afterwards and have some fun. But, but of course, those guys are on a whole another level. You yeah. know, we can't really get them back. God, to I miss now. I miss the old funkies, man. It's a bummer, dude. I mean, the new ones do. What's cool, that band but... that used to come in? It was man, they were freaky. They were uh, they tornado were... rider. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. And the upright bass and the shit. I still I still talk to those guys. Man, they were now, good. Man. Those guys were good. Were they from Oregon or something? Cali. Yeah. yeah. Cali. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the I, I, I dude <laughs> back like, when I still like used black, to play like paint on them and stuff. Yeah. They were crazy. Uh, back when I back when I used to still play, I jammed out with Rashad a couple times at the uh, at the Harbor House across the street afterwards. Everyone got really weird, <laughs> and one night I got weird enough to hop back on an instrument and I jammed out with them and had a lot of fun. Um, and there's probably video of that somewhere too. Yeah, <laughs> the, man, those guys they were. They, they developed a niche that, but it was a niche that never existed before, you know. 
I well, I, I, I dug it. He's wearing like the weird little, <laughs> yeah. like the Peter Pan hat, <laughs> all this stuff. Oh, dude, some of, and they would. The thing is, club owners love them because they would sell the shit out of booze when those oh, guys. Oh, no doubt. Like I remember some of the and some of like the top five ball. times I've ever been intoxicated. Like two out of three, four of those might be at Tornado Rider concerts. Absolutely. I think they were drinking half the bar themselves. So those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it think up. they drank much. Well. They, yeah, you'd get a shot up there every once in a while, but it'd be somebody who bought them. For them. <laughs> uh, yeah, they no. Every time I had them, they weren't. They were. Yeah. They didn't really drink all that much. Yeah, but but what a what a weirdo. Rashad was oh, such a weirdo. So man. weird, but in a, in a good weird, like a. Oh, phenomenal. And I see him. He posts a new video every day. At least three times. Sharp and speaks flux. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I gotta like, get the guy on Facebook. I went to yeah, Rashad Eggleston is his name. Spe- speaking of guy on Facebook, did you ever get the Dead Milkman singer? Did you ever? Did I you ever did. Get... He's hilarious. Did you? Ever, like, I don't Rodney, Rodney, uh, Rodney, uh, yeah. Rodney, uh, Rodney Anonymous is what he calls himself. Yeah. The Dead Milkman, but he's the. He's my best follow, man. That guy is unreal, the stuff he posts. Well, I'm surprised he accepted my friend request. How does he not have 5,000 friends yet? It's it's sad. That, see, that's another reason. Yeah. That was a band that was on my original tapes when I was a kid. Uh, dead, uh, dead Milkman. You could go ask, what, any 20-year-old who's the Dead Milkman. They have no idea. Yeah, I guess so. 40-year-old 40, 40 dude, like, who's the Dead Milkman. They have no fucking idea. I know, it's sad. Yeah. And they had a hit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Punk Rock Girl was a hit. I don't care what yeah. you say. <laughs> I used to hear Rochambeau play it every fucking yeah, month. Yeah, I used to play it, too. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play it, too, man. But yeah, I uh, you know, bitchy Camaro all that stuff. But anyway, so he's a he's a great follow. Much like I gotta find this other guy because they crack me up <laughs> with their videos. Yeah, man, I remember I remember I met him the next day at uh, at Mellow after the show. He hit me up and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go check out Mellow." So I was like, "I'll be up there. I'll come and say what's up." And he's sitting in a chair, and they all get they got waters like they got three waters, and there was a bowl of lemons in the middle of the table. And he grabbed one of the lemons right when I'm talking to him, and just <laughs> like looked up. And no. squeezed the lemon in his eye. And I was like, I was looking at him, I was like, you're always performing. Like, you just, you're always on it, kind of thing. And, yeah. and that was the thing, yeah, just squeeze fucking lemon in his eye. And that was just <laughs> Rashad being fucking. So he was just trying to get a shock out of somebody? I think so. Or was it like some sort of eye therapy? He, he's a no, it was just him being a nut. <laughs> he's yeah. Just a nut. I, th- I think, <laughs> I think he best, just gets in off. The best way. Yeah, I think he just gets no. off of getting reactions out of people. Right. You know, um, I don't know what reaction he was looking for out of me, but I was just like, yeah, hey, I always perform. You're still talking about it. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's what he wants. He wants to leave a mark, I guess. That's- Man, I have a great story about those guys. I'll try to sum it up as quickly as possible. <laughs> I went and saw them in Tallahassee after they played in Destin one night because they were like, you know, come see us in Tallahassee. We'll, we'll guest list you or whatever. And that's back when so if someone told me they were going to guest list me, I thought I was cool. So I would travel to be to be guest list. Now Jared guest lists and, people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, no, I am the guest lister. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so I was like, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to Tallahassee. So I I went there. It was me, my good friend Dustin, and uh, I think maybe Colt. Um, but anyway, so we went to the show, and when we were loading out afterwards, I was like, hey, you guys need any help loading out or anything? They're like, no, but you should come to this place for the after party. And I said, okay, I might do that. Well, I started following them, and he was like, yeah, there's a, there's a terrarium there. Uh <laughs> There's a, it's a natural spring that flows over these rocks. And I just thought it was him being him. I was like, you're just talking about this wonderful wonderland. 
of whatever. It's in your brain. Yeah. It doesn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, we pull up to this place. And I get in the back, and I walk into a fucking terrarium with these rocks. It's like in Wakulla, like 20 minutes outside of Tallahassee. There's these rocks coming down. And this is, I was young, man. I was probably like, this is probably a decade ago, man. And and uh, I get to this place, and they show up, and there's like 20 of us just partying. And there's this, there's this natural, there's this spring with all these rocks around it and a mountain built up from the spring, too. And I look in the spring, and there's, I, I kid you not, there's three naked girls in the spring. And I was like, what they, am I supposed to do? Are they just always there? Or they- I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. There. I had, And the thing is, the thing is, some of the people I were with had eaten drugs that night, and I hadn't eaten any drugs. So, that, like, I had to question myself, though. Like, did I get dosed or something? <laughs> is this just really, is this just like, really? Are you putting your finger? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's just us. But That's no, not real. No, it happened. So so the thing is, so what am I to do? But ju- I, I got to get in this spring. Um, so, <laughs> I need to get in there. Yeah. That's what I want to be. Yeah. So, well, the thing is, I didn't realize that the spring was 10 feet deep. So I jump over the, I jump over the rocks, get in there, and I fall down. Like, I didn't realize that. I, I just thought, like, kind of when you get into a hot tub... You're just expected to land on your feet. So, so no, I went in there and I just went straight down. Like head underwater and I come back. Like I wasn't ready for that at all. So I come back. Hey, ladies. <laughs> but, but how were the girls on top? Like how were they, they were levitating somehow? Like, how were they, they on top I, they of the were just, They had their arms around the rocks. Oh, so just, okay, okay. Classy naked women in the spring. Yeah, shit. <laughs> but but I guess I'm trying to picture I, this. But, but <laughs> the thing is though, this place, uh, the the guy who owns this place, I guess whenever a band that he really digs comes through Tallahassee, he lets them stay at his place, and it's 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 a it's a, a well known place from a, like I talked to another band I know out in Tallahassee about that place, and like we've been there a couple times. It's private it's property, unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like it's unlike anything you've ever seen ever. And uh, and yeah, the, the tornado rider guys brought me there, and that I guess that just adds to their <laughs> their mysticism and like what their weirdness because I've never had a night like that ever in my entire life. And then Dustin's car broke down right when we left. To his blazer started shooting sparks and shit, <laughs> so we got fucked out in what color? That's funny. Uh, but yeah, man, those those dudes are nuts, man. We had a really good time with those guys. We gotta get them back. They still, if you can get the money right, they'll come out. But but not not like a crazy amount, I don't think. Just enough to like get their travel taken care of. Yeah, because that's a far hike from they California. They almost need to string a few dates together <laughs> along yeah. the way to make it worth their while. Yeah. I could just only imagine what those guys traveled in. It looked like they traveled they in. They had like a sprinter, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they had a fucking sprinter. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're Did not see that coming. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of like horse and buggy or something. You know, like, <laughs> one guy in the back with a whip. <laughs> man, so Shane said he saw some, uh, some wild shit go down at your place the other night. <laughs> it's usually wild when he's there. <laughs> it's my, my my favorite heckler in town. <laughs> That's a, I, man, I had a talk to him like a month ago about that. I was like, I said, hey, dude, Dan says you heckle him whenever you go there. You he not, doesn't remember. Don't it. do that. Just throw dollar bills at him. He likes that way better. I, oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just try to get selfies with you. I love it. No, I love it. That's admiration, man. <laughs> no, it's great. 
So what what went down? You see something weird? I, no, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I, I don't even want to necessarily talk about it. Okay, it was, we'll, it we'll was, move on. It was last night, and I guess some old man, something happened. With oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I got a uh, some snaps on that. Uh, and there's a there's an older gentleman that, that visits a few times a week. And when yeah. I say older, like he's oh, well yeah. into his 80s. Mm-hmm. And he comes out. His, his wife passed away about five, six years ago. And he just decided, you know what? I'm going to go out on the town after a few years of being home alone. And he's a good guy. Everybody's, but he's kind of famous now because he, he's not afraid to approach any female in there. <laughs> he goes right up to him. But I guess, yeah, he had a little dancing episode last night issue and uh, broke his ankle. So, yeah, he, he got that repaired today. And so I think he'll be all right. But, yeah, I, I heard about that. I wasn't there last night, but I heard about it. Yeah. So he ate it. I guess, man. I just, I'm a, yeah, I don't know the story. I, I, I don't know. That's why I didn't really know. I, I, didn't, I didn't know the story. I just heard something happened. There was like, yeah, 78 year old dude, blood, poisonous. <laughs> like, it was bad. Ugh, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it was real bad. So. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing I say. I, I played in house bands for a long time, many, many years at another place. I saw more in the in the first year than I saw in 10 years at the other places as far as the things you cannot believe that I could probably write a book about <laughs> that people would really want to hear. confidential. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, and, and everybody there has their own stories, but the stuff I've seen, stuff I've just, uh, man, <laughs> it's insane. There's something about that room that just, uh, you know, makes you do crazy things. Well, not man, I'm surprised that you uh, even agreed to come on here and that, that we're even friends because, honestly, most of the times when I go to AJ's, <laughs> I've already been three to four other places. And then I, I think that's where I need to go. It's, Mainly because you're there. I'm like, what night is it? It's Collins there. I'll yeah, fucking go. Every time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go fuck with Dan Collins. <laughs> but, you well, know. let's define fuck with. If I, fuck, if I say I fuck with you, that means I like you. You're my friend. I want to see you. Like, let's not go. Or not throwing <laughs> fucking beer bottles at them. <laughs> That's funny. No, you guys are f- harmless. I mean, you were there on your on bachelor night, and you were pretty good. I mean, they did kind of carry you out, but it wasn't that bad. Oh, well, no, they didn't carry me out. But it, I remember I remember my, my brother uh, was like, hey, it's, it's time to go. You're getting married tomorrow. We got to go. <laughs> and... Uh, when I was when I was twenty one, I wouldn't listen to my brother when he would say stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, you know, now that I'm now that I'm in my thirties, my brother looks at me. He's like, "It's time for us to go." I, okay, <laughs> okay, You're right. You're right, <laughs> it's time to go. Well, yeah, that's the beautiful thing about AJ's is everybody does it. Like, yeah, we're gonna go here to eat. We might be over here. We'll have a couple beers and maybe over here. And like, then we're gonna go home. And then you get just enough buzz. You're like, it's AJ's. Time. Yeah. And that's when it just turns crazy, you know. This is, and yeah. that's that's what we're known for, you know, about it. Well, yeah. You have to be fucked up enough. It's to, like, to go, oh yeah, AJ sounds like a great. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be four or five in the morning when you get home. When you go to AJ's, there's no like, yeah. you don't go to AJ's and have one beer and go yeah. home. Like it yeah. just doesn't happen. It sucks you into that whole thing, and you're, you know, that's part of the. Vibe how do you there. how do you maintain any sort of normalcy in that environment? <sighs> you know. I got first of all, it's a business and a job for me, you yeah. know. So I gotta remember that, and uh, it's easy to fall out of that mentality, especially with mm. the free flowing bar that's always there. But you band know, bucks. <laughs> band bucks, But you know, that's the one of the things in my you know career. I'm putting in my little air quotes is that 
I've tried to be as professional as I can in those situations for longevity and for professionalism. And I think that's how I've been able to stay working all these years because I don't fall into that so much, try mm-hmm. to keep it. And then you'll see me as soon as that last note hits, for the most part, I throw my bass on my shoulder and walk to my car and go home. <laughs> because if I stay an hour or two after, then that's when a couple drinks and then stupid stuff happens. Yeah. You know? So, But, you know, if I'm off work and have friends in town, that's when I partake like a normal person would yeah. and not as an employee and I get it I've been in that whirlwind there for many many times even when I played at other places when I get done we go there you know so we'd all like oh let's all go there and uh, and then you know so I'm fully aware of how it works yeah. <laughs> you know on the other side that's why I'm extra careful not to uh dive in too much on the uh on the Jägermeister yeah. or the Jameson which is yeah. really my thing yeah, well, I've got some. I've got a little bit more if you like. <laughs> um, uh, Just trying to keep it professional. Yeah, man. no, but that—that's, uh, man, that's honestly, that's one, that's one thing I've definitely always, uh, you know, not to get too serious. That's one thing I've always respected about you as well, because, uh, I mean, you'll go do that five nights a week, and then you'll go work your other job, a full time job. Yeah, full time and uh, you know. forty hours a week. So I mean, just I mean, minimal between the time you're on stage and the time that you're working during the day, you're seventy hours minimal. Yeah, minimal this time of year, especially uh, if not eighty to eighty-five hours. Yeah, because like if there's events, you know, like this coming Saturday, there's a big fight. You probably heard about that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be there all day getting ready for that. Who are you going for? Man, you know, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm pretty big into sports, but I've never been big into boxing. Um, so I don't really have uh, a say in that, but I think the uniqueness of this whole deal, yeah. I'm going to go for the McGregor. Yeah. Just because I think that's the name, right? Yeah. McGregor? I call yeah. it right? Yeah. Ginger's, yeah. Ginger's got Ginger's, man. Yeah. It's McGregor. I just think because it would be, you know, but I don't know if it's, he's not going to be a traditional boxer. So I'm, you, who are you going for? Uh, well, I've never liked. Mayweather at all, um, I, I but I really enjoy listening to McGregor talk shit. Yeah. So, I, man, I would love to see McGregor surprise him. I would love to see what happened. what he's forty nine. Uh, Mayweather's forty nine and zero, right? Is it an O? I thought I don't know if it's over one, but I knew yeah. it was. I knew it was crazy. Yeah. So, oh, he's undefeated. So if he could not get that fiftieth and it's blown by a fucking <laughs> UFC fighter, that's the but shot. The, the thing is, though, I don't. And I, but the whole sport goes down. I think at that point because it's not traditional well, boxing. And it it you know, sucks it? too, though, man. Because I I just recently in the last like year and a half have gotten into boxing, um, to where, you know, like a. Like you watching old YouTube videos of like Muhammad Ali kind of stuff. No, or, modern, modern modern boxing as well, but <clears throat> you know. Like I'm familiar with a lot of, I'm familiar with a lot of the old, you know, uh, Joe Joe Lewis, Joe Frazier, uh, uh, fucking Rocky Marciano, all that shit. You know, like I'm Rocky I'm, Balboa, Rocky Balboa, the real Rocky. Not that guy. <laughs> um, um, but uh, but anyway, I've I, I really I've I've always enjoyed boxing, but I've never really like, I've never gotten into the strategy of it and, and the actual sport of it. You know, you just want. You know, most people when they watch boxing, they just want to see someone get knocked out. Right. Um, but man, I don't for I don't foresee McGregor landing one solid shot on Mayweather. Yeah. If it does go the distance, that's fine. Honestly, I think there's a better chance of McGregor putting that motherfucker in a guillotine and having him scream like a little bitch <laughs> and calling it a day, and just throwing his purse just because he knows he'll be taken care of. Um, yeah, on the back end. Of I mean, it. do you think he's gonna like 
forget traditional boxing rules and like start kicking him in the that's head. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it, in the in the moment, you know. Because it is. It's got to be part of that. Has got to be, uh, you know, instinct. instinct. Yeah. That's all you would do. You would training, training, training. And so if you yeah. are you're trained to block this with that, block this with that. Yeah. And he, I, I feel like he. I think he's going to slip up and kick him or something. Yeah, but the thing is... Because one kick to his head... He's done. Well, the thing is, you put those guys in UFC rules, and Mayweather is done in 15 seconds. Oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. no doubt. I agree. So what I'm saying is, if he snaps, if if McGregor snaps somehow and just says, I'm going to do whatever I want, it's done. Uh, the the only the only thing with that is is that he he won't get his purse he won't get his payment from it like if there's got there's stuff in the contract where he'll be disqualified I don't he think gets, he's gonna lose his he shit he doesn't I, get I his mean, money I think there might be like quick jabs in here like you know quick knees yeah do they like side. call yeah. the like, fight if he kicks oh him. oh if it happens more than or like I think one they time. might give him one but yeah. the thing is dude if he leg kicks him one time yeah it might yeah he's fucked yeah. He's fucked. His shit's fucked. Like, seriously. Like, have you heard, have you heard, like, when he's taking a bag, have you heard what that sounds like? It sounds like a fucking explosion, man. Or maybe he's just going to do it because he's just, it'll be talked about forever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Whether he wins or he he's, doesn't care about yeah, the money, yeah. clearly he's doing okay. Like, will he make, will he make more money on the back end of that yeah. if he gives up for, well, for doing that? Well, his stardom will be through the roof. It doesn't even matter, dude. He's making... Isn't he making some? It's like hundred mil. It's over a hundred mil like for this fight. Yeah, oh, I didn't even look. That yeah, up. they're both they're both making over a hundred mil. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all gimmick. It's all yeah. this is, you know. It's but, but uh, it's it's got a lot of buzz. I haven't yeah. seen a boxing match get buzz like this in a long time. Yeah, so. I, I, man, I I wanted I was really I wanted to see it, and then when they finally did it, and like I saw the spectacle, I was kind of like, oh no. You know, um, just because I don't like I said, uh, I've seen several Mayweather fights, and I don't think there's any chance he lands a punch at all. Like Mayweather in his whole career has been hit solid like three times. I think he's been knocked down once in forty nine fucking fights. So you're telling me a guy that's not even a professional boxer is going to come in there and do anything? We'll see though. That's I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch. That's it. that's what everyone is. It's yeah. all intrigue at this point. Uh, the the byline on it though, uh, what what was it? In order to, did you see that ticket that someone paid for in Vegas? They uh, in order to make a million dollars, you had to bet eight hundred and eighty thousand on Mayweather. Oof! In order to walk with a million, those are the odds on that. So. The, like yeah, there was that ticket that that guy bought it, but then they said there was a mistake on the ticket that it actually should have been a hundred and sixty thousand under a million. So he should have probably paid eight forty for it. But anyway, like it's just it's a the 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 bet lines on it are crazy, um, and I like I almost took Riggsy for it because <laughs> I told him I give him that's like eight to one odds. I told him I give him four to one, and he's like okay. I was like okay, yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> But uh, but then even when you start when you start thinking about it that way, like, like fuck, like I gotta that, even four to one odds, that means I gotta put up a hundred or I gotta put up four hundred against his hundred. No. To only win a hundred. No. And if he wins, he gets four. So it's it's really <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. 
I, I think it would be real cool to see that old man beat the shit out of that cocky fucker. Yeah, yeah. But but a, a, a quick a quick plug. Also, you can uh, you can uh, where I plan on watching that fight. I plan on watching that at AJ's Jumbotron. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, if you want to talk a little more about yeah, about that, man. You know the Jumbotron, which is part of the reason why I, I left radio to come over there, is because of that Jumbotron stage and the opportunities to do fun events out there, which is up my alley, and they brought me in to mess with that stuff and so fights like this big sporting events super bowl it's just a lot of fun to throw with that sound system and that huge tv um it's in hd we just actually boats pull up in the harbor yeah they do um so that's going down and uh and it's gonna be it's gonna be great man um so that's you know this saturday of course the fight and then we'll have a bunch of other things uh on that stage bands and stuff maybe you and i hook up on some bands out there too yeah yeah so uh so I'll yeah, be there. That's, that's August 26th, I believe. Is the date on that? Yeah. yeah. What time is it? Well, it depends question. on the undercard. Yeah. I haven't even looked at the undercard yet. There's all kinds of stuff, but the thing is, is it's going to fill up out there and yeah. fill up fast, at least the yeah. table. So if you want to get a table, you need to get out there early. There's going to be a lot of little seats, and we're going to even put bleachers out there on yeah. the sides. Um, is there any sort of, uh, for a table, is there any sort of like minimum... No, there's no. Like it's just drink kind of, minimum or something. No, it's or? just first come first serves. Okay, um, is out there because uh, you know it's open all day. So yeah. and some people will squat on them, but for the most part, uh, I think if you get there early enough, you should get a pretty good spot. But it will fill up. The last time we did a fight a few years ago, we we put about 800 people down there. Jeez, what was so, that like the the Rousey fight? Uh, no, it was the one before that. It was, uh, it was, I think it was Mayweather. Well, Mayweather, yeah, was that Mayweather. last Mayweather one. Yeah. yeah, when he got knocked out, when he actually lost the UFC I fight. So, God, he's so he good at he's time. so good at talking shit though. It's so <laughs> it's so fun to listen to him. Uh, some of the stuff that just comes out of his mouth. That's I, that's why it makes the sport good. You know. No, and that's half of it. You know yeah. the the. I don't know how much of it's real and how much of it's uh, act and theater, but yeah, it but, they, all is. but they pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never, uh, I was never big into it. Never big into wrestling. <laughs> you a wrestling fan? Not for a couple years when I was young, like for like first, second, and third grade. That was it. Like when it started to get to, uh, like I was into wrestling when it was Hulk Hogan, The Ultimate Warrior. Andre the Giant. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, Junkyard Dog. Uh, That's Brutus, my dog. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Jake the Snake. The fucking Bushwhackers. You remember oh, the fucking yeah, Bushwhackers? Of course. Um, I like the Bushwhackers. Sting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Sting he came was, from another yeah, league WCW. or whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he wasn't WWF. He can't, man. He's uh, like, I liked it, I liked it a little no, bit. No, no, no. Like, his record was. <laughs> no, when I was. Uh, uh, when I was into wrestling, it was like first, second grade. I lived in Alaska, though. So, like, that was really, we'd get wrestling events there. So, like, if the Ultimate Warrior was coming to town, that was a big fucking deal, I mean, man. It's a pretty cool face paint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, after like third grade, I got out of it. Like, uh, once, uh, once, like, like Stone Cold, like that era, oh, yeah. Stone Cold era and shit, and like the new Sting, I didn't. No, Sting. that's good. Kind of, I, like I didn't mess up with it. Yeah, I like Sting's old shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the police Sting's era. Story. Like the uh, police era, not the solo stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, I remember that because we had the action figures, you know. I remember when you were kids, and it's like, yeah, who wants a 
Hulk Hogan action figure. But people oh, shit, I had one, man. See, I knew you did. I fucking had one. <laughs> and the and the wrestling buddies and shit. Oh, I wasn't into that shit, dude. Like, yeah, at all. I mean, they had like a Saturday morning like kids version. I think that they tried to like get you hyped up about it. But I, I, I think, think that's what we watched. Yeah, we'd watch wrestling on Saturday mornings on the way to bowling and shit. You know, back in the day when you had to get up early and watch your cartoons on Saturday morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. These kids, they got it easy now. Kids these days. You know, yeah. you know, another struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Guts and the aggro crag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah, Saturday mornings used to be shitty, too. Because, you know, in the, the very first chunk is all like, bullshit old cartoons that you don't want to watch. All like old 60s and 70s stuff. Hey, speak for yourself, man. You know what, like when the parents are getting up before the kids get Underdog. up? Underdog. Underdog was and, awesome. And I appreciate that shit. I like Super Friends. <laughs> Super <laughs> And I watch Speed Racer. I didn't want that shit, man. Yeah, you're waiting, yeah, waiting for the, the premiere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> prime time. Oh, well, I want Batman. I want fucking... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had to wait. Problem with that is it's usually when the, the parents start waking up and make you change the channel. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm up now. I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, geez, man. Well, cool, dude. Uh, man, you wanted uh, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what, what else you want to talk about, man. But also, uh, we can stop it if you want. If not, we can edit this out, whatever. But you, you gotta, you're gonna be another. You're gonna be a dad soon again. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, is that, is that I something figure, you want to talk about? I finally not? figured out how it works, <laughs> and uh, how to prevent that from happening in the future. <laughs> uh, but no, that was a bit of a curveball. Uh, you know, not that I'm not excited. It was uh, definitely one of those things that was not planned, and uh, but it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have another one here in October. That'll be. Number four, which is a lot. Yeah, what man? So, what if you and Colt have your kid on the same date? We might. Yeah, it's a good possibility. Sweet. It is a good possibility. My birthday. When's your birthday, shit. ma'am? I'll tell my wife to shoot for that. The twenty eighth. Mm, probably not gonna last that long. Yeah. Let's hold it in. Wait, what's your due date? <laughs> like the fifteenth, sixteenth, right in the middle. That's really close to Colt and Face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up. <laughs> really fucking close. It's gonna be close. Shit, we should get a pool going. Yeah, we can. But yeah, no, it's cool. Number four. I mean, I've done it all before, but yeah, I'm getting a little old now. I'm not gonna lie. It hurt. It all hurts a little bit more every day. Yeah. <laughs> By that I mean me. <laughs> hurt yeah. a little bit more every day. Yeah, that's awesome, though, man. No, it is. It's gonna be cool. So that's coming up. It's another thing. It's gonna be a, a busy fall. <laughs> so I won't have much of an off season this year. I'll be yeah. doing that. <laughs> By the time spring comes along, it'll be a little easier. Yeah. Well, geez, man, that's no. yeah, that's awesome, man. I remember when I first when I, when, uh, when I first heard about that, I was like, "Wow, man, that's cr- that's crazy." But good for you, man. <laughs> that's wild. Everybody's like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of shocking." Are you old? Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit. Well, no, I didn't. That, my reaction was never, "Aren't you old?" My reaction is like. How fucking busy are you, man? <laughs> like, uh, I'm a little busier than just, the average. Just, yeah, person. just because going back, going back to what I said earlier, man. You just your work ethic is second to none, man. You just go at it and I do and fucking dominate it, man. I try, man. So, I just it's it's how I'm wired. Plus, you know, we we got to pay to feed all those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they eat a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, man, dude. Thank you for coming out. No, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. And, uh, anytime. I'm up the street. Yeah. This is fun. We'll do it again, man, for sure. 
um, if you're down, yeah. if you if you'd want to come back here. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so if people if people are into it, man, they want to they want to follow you or something, man. You gonna want to show like Instagram or something or uh, Twitter? You know, or I don't or I don't Instagram so much. I mean, I have one, but yeah, I mean Facebook. Uh, and I, my handle has always been uh, just Dan Collins. Seven six. So it is Instagram. That's Twitter. Yeah. That's uh, Facebook. You can find that on any of those things. I don't have like my own website. I think it's a little yeah. weird. You, you said <laughs> Dan you Collins. <laughs> oh, Snapchat. Same thing. Yeah, Dan yeah, Collins. I was snap. I snap. Your dick pics. <laughs> not too many of those. I do snap. I like it. I uh, I've enjoyed it a lot more because not because I love the filters. Um, I don't know. It's just been a little more interesting interaction seeing people that will post things on there. And I don't mean the weird shit cause I don't really pay attention to that. I don't get much of that, but just what people will put up on there, they put things up a lot different than they will on Facebook, which is a little more, seems a little more thought out Yeah, and it's a little more of a, they're going to tell a story or put more words up. This is like, you know, here's me driving down the road. And, uh, I was actually a band I booked a couple weeks ago out of Pennsylvania called gas station disco, real good kids. Um, they were going to a show yesterday and on Snapchat and just having people snap questions to them while they were bored driving yeah. down the road to Dayton, Ohio. That's a really good use of social media. And it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I snapped them some random question and they were laughing. And it was kind of fun in real time to, yeah. to like have the video and see the guys in the little bus. And it was, uh, it was fun to hear other questions that fans of theirs were asking. I feel like I'm missing on Snapchat. I had it... I downloaded it like four years ago. It's really weird, like and the layout. My, my wife got like she was kind of like, "Why do you have Snapchat?" Yeah, yeah. Because I guess at first, like Snapchat was pretty much for yeah was, sending titty pics and shit, yeah. right? Or weird shit, or yeah, dick pics, or anything like that. So she got she got kind of upset that I had Snapchat. Yeah, and, and I get it. That, that's the misunderstanding. I explained the same thing to my wife. I've actually spent more time on that because part of my day job is also mm. social media and yeah. marketing and things like that so i spent a lot of time like focusing on how that could be used and for marketing and for business and all that and it can be done there's different though it's not just the the flirt side of it which is obviously very common but uh i find a lot of ways to do it but uh and it made no sense to me for a long time because it the operation of it is very I don't know, awkward. You mm-hmm. know, everything else is so basic and, and simple and the buttons are big and bright, but this one, there's, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's almost like you have to take class. And when I was still at the radio station, one of the younger girls there, uh, I said, I sat, uh, sat down with her because she was all over Snapchat. I said, spend 10 minutes with me and show me this so I don't feel like an old guy. <laughs> like, and she did. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this makes sense how you use this and over here. And So, man, it's, uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. So I'm on there more than any other. So Snapchat, Dan Collins, 76. Yeah, man, I'm going to download and you'll be my first follow. There you go. I got to. I, I, like, I feel like I follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I use it for like. It's DPs. Like, it's, like, it's like reality nope. TV when I take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. I'm yeah, saying. no, I say for that. Yeah, I see people like, oh, cool, they're eating sushi. Or, you know, it's like, <laughs> or so and so's at a music festival. And, you know. I hear it's so easy to get in trouble with, though. Like, I, I hear a lot of people talk about like, getting in trouble with it because. You sound like a paranoid old man. Yeah, what do you no, I mean? What kind of I'm trouble? Just, I'm talking about like. Like with your wife trouble? Yeah, a little bit. Or or significant other or something. Don't send or. Your dick. Yeah, I, don't I, do I would that. never send dick pics. I'm just saying, like, I. Because I, yeah, I don't think those things really disappear. Yeah. Like they come in, but I think there's like 
other apps you can get to like bring all those things back out. Yeah. You know, because it's still a little file. You know, that picture's a file. Oh, it's there somewhere. It's on the internet. So, yeah. (laughs) It's there. So, everybody thinks they're invincible, so they're sending out weird things, and that's the problem with kids. And, you know, I have a high schooler now, it's the same conversation. Like, dude. Don't think you're invincible. Don't start sending out DPs. (laughs) I'll strangle you. (laughs) He plays football and shit. He's not anymore, but he's in in the band. But yeah, uh, yeah, he he went that route, which is fine, you know. Uh, So, but yeah, it's just crazy, man. (laughs) So you won't get in trouble. You can just be smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. You can kind of tell when people start falling you a little awkwardly. You just got to block those ones. <laughs> oh, hello. Block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks, thanks everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, we have some new, we have some new developments, actually. You can find us on the, uh, the iTunes store now. So you can, uh, if you go to iTunes, you can type in, uh, whatever it means to you or, uh, Wimty. or, or Wimty. And uh, also the same with uh, on your phone. You don't have to go to iTunes. You can just go to the podcast that they automatically put on your iPhone, and you can click that as well and uh, subscribe to it that way. Uh, you can also visit the website, whateveritmeanstoyou.com, and you can also go to SoundCloud, type in Wimty or whatever it means to you, and you can listen to all, all, all the episodes that way. Uh, you can also email Shane. Uh, that'll, that'll get to us as well. Uh, the, the, uh, the email address is wimty.podcast at gmail.com. And uh, and we'll get it, we'll get to it that way. So there's several different ways you can get to us. Uh, if you have any questions, send us. You want to be a guest? Send that in as well. Um, to anyone who's listening, we appreciate it coming on. Dan Collins again. Thanks for coming in. Hey, dude. Thanks for having me, man. For appreciate real. your time, dude. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Take care. <laughs>